Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 on the Ginger's Perspective. And what a weekend it's been of giant killing in the FA Cup. Just ask Liverpool fans and Newcastle United fans. And, uh, and Leeds. You don't really like Leeds. Why don't you like Leeds? What's the we deal? We all hate Leeds scum, mate. We all hate Leeds scum. Wow. So it runs deep, does it? It does indeed. Well, let's talk about uh, another team that you enjoy seeing get beaten. That's Liverpool. What went wrong for them against Wolves? I mean, too many changes from Jurgen Klopp? Or, I mean, what's going on? Because you would think that Liverpool should get past the likes of Wolves at Anfield. Yeah, look, I think it's more a case of his players are burnt out, eh? I mean, the intensity that they were playing so early in the season, and, you know, we even said that they were beating everybody, they were, you know, definite title contenders, and even though it hurt me to say it, you know, and now it looks like they're just getting tired, and also, obviously, they've lost one or two players to AFCON, uh, or Sadio Mane, their key player, and the goals have dried up, and I think players were just, you know, playing in different positions that they weren't used to, or their natural positions, and then also... Daniel's strategy is just rubbish. He can't score anything, even if you paid him. Um, so, you know, it, it could be just that, they, you know, they got tired. But, I mean, you know, Klopp should have learned from that Southampton game again in the EFL semi-final. You know, don't put the youngsters. They play his key team, and they could have beaten Wolves. I mean, they came back with one goal. They could have gotten a second or even a third. Eh? Yeah, I think that there were definitely opportunities squandered there. But that's two cups in a week that Liverpool have crashed out. And not that we're getting on the bandwagon here and we throwing shade on Liverpool, but there's definitely question marks. It hasn't been a great start to the year. And, and immediately you start looking at uh, their priorities and winning the title is starting to slip away with, with some of the rather average performances they've been putting in. Yeah, and I mean, look, getting knocked out of these two cups couldn't, can't really be good for their, you know, morale and for their, for you know, confidence. They they'll be shattered by that, and uh, you know, and then you got to play Chelsea. I mean, considering that they've lost most of these games at Anfield, you know, that's supposed to be their fortress, and they're getting beaten there. You know, now's not the right time to be playing Chelsea, who will be licking their lips for this one. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that match that's happening tomorrow night um, at Anfield. Um, but just a, a question for you. Alan Shearer has come out, and not because he's the greatest striker that man has ever you seen. You had to throw that in there. You had to throw that in there. Of course. Um, but he's come out and said that why why should the fans have to pay to watch matches when second stream second string teams are being put out by by Premier League clubs. He's, he says that he feels that the fans are being robbed and uh, these are people, the hard-earned money, going to see an FA Cup tie and, and yet they're not seeing the, the cream of the crop. It's a tough one. Eh? It's, it's a juggling act. I mean, as a fan, you know, if you look at it, it depends what situation your team is in. You know, if you're already a Premier League team mid-table, then, then you'd, be, you'd feel upset. You know, but if you're a championship team and your, your side is, you know, uh, they're looking at getting promoted. Take Newcastle, Brighton, and Leeds, who all lost. You know, they they in the run for the for promotion to the Premier League. So, would you want to risk that and progress to maybe a semi-final uh, game again in the FA Cup? 
you know, it, it goes it goes either way. I, I don't think it's wrong that they, they play. It just depends on your situation. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I can definitely see why managers um, tend to go for a second string or a, a youthful look to, to these cup runs. I know, for example, um, Rafa Benitez has said that he might not have the depth that he wants for a sustainable promotion bit, considering that they play 46 league games in the championship. Plus then if you get into the playoffs, plus a cup run, it's very, it's brutal. And, I, and talking about, you know, strength in depth, I think that's also one of Liverpool's problem is that they didn't, ha- they don't have enough strength to cover all their positions. And that's why they, they, they lost so many games. You know, take, if you take United or Chelsea or Spurs, they've got enough strength to cover their team. Yeah, why is it then that, that your top clubs aren't buying in January? Is it purely because the price for players is ridiculous, um, because some teams need to hold on to their players, or is it a case of we do best business in the summer? I think it is they do their best business. You know, you don't want to sign a player you know, mid-season you, you, because obviously it's going to take him a while to get into the rhythm and you know come to terms with the league and all of that. Whereas if you sign him at the end of the season, he's got enough time to gel with the team, to understand the league. You know, it, it, to come into a top club and immediately hit the ground running is very difficult. Yeah, well, not that they're a top club, but Crystal Palace definitely have to start playing like a top club if they're to revi- uh, survive relegation. They've just made a, a pretty decent signing, though, in Patrick van Arnholt from Sunderland for £14 million. Um, Big Sam obviously wants to shore up his defence. Um, but it does it does make an interesting uh, one because Van Aanholt's also um, at Sunderland recently also facing relegation. So he's obviously looked at the big picture and gone, well, Palace probably have a better chance of surviving this season. No, I don't think it's that. Uh, David Moyes found a way to make some money to continue his Everton reunion at uh, Sunderland. <laughs> he looked at which player he could sell and you know he's let, let him go. I mean, it's decent amount of money, but I mean, if Sun, I think Sunderland know that they're going to get relegated, they might as well get some money out of some of the players instead of letting them go for nothing when they do get relegated. Yeah, I mean, you don't go. You don't go. For, I mean, from Sunderland to Crystal Palace, you, you jump from the bottom club to the 18th club. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you look at you know Snodgrass going to uh, West Ham. That's smart business. Eh? Agreed. He, he, that, that's smart. I mean, West Ham are in a decent 10th position. You can see that there's a future there. And they've just West Ham have just you know cashed in on that traitor, <laughs> the man lacking respect, as they yeah, call him. You know that's I mean West Ham that's smart. Yeah, you, know, you got a player that's want to be there, sell him. He's gonna take a pay cut in France. It's not that was decent. I mean he gets a, a, what ten, fifteen goals in a season. Definitely. And he's he's a I mean he's top notch. Yeah, and it's bad news for Hull. Snodgrass leaving because he was their their spot kick taker, their free kick expert um, so that he's going to be missed that's for sure but Hull may be also thinking look we've got to prepare for life in the championship I mean that's very how can I say that's a very negative outlook but maybe Sunderland and Hull are going look at the end of the day let's cash in on some players as you just said and and maybe try and bring in a few players so we at least have some money to spend to get us back into the Premier League Premier League yeah that's that's how it, it looks to me between Sunderland and Hull that's what the thinking is Horrible position to be in, that's for sure. Um, in terms of other business that's being done, I know that 
we might see one or two uh, movements now uh, come the, the the transfer window, some sneaky signings. But like Ashley Young probably going to leave Man United. It looks like it's going to happen, but I doubt it will. Uh, do you really think they'll let him go? Yeah, it looks like. He, I mean, Jose has come out and said that he's the only player on the transfer list. So I think that he's past his sell by date. I mean, he's not getting game time. He's a he's a decent op- player, but I mean, there's too many players in that challenging for that position. And he should move on. Do you think we will see any uh, shock transfers, or do you nah, think it's been done? No, yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll see many shock. Not like you know the Torres, Andy Carroll scenario, and you know Juan Mata and Berbatov, uh, that type of thing. Um, I think maybe I've heard there's rumours going around that Chelsea want to sign a goalkeeper from Scotland that's right Craig Gordon from Celtic it's actually their second bid that they've put in for him now and, and I mean Asmir Begovic has said he wants to leave it can't be easy sitting on the bench behind Thibaut Courtois but I mean Chelsea are embarrassed what, what do you, how does the saying go they're embarrassment of riches or something like that when it comes yeah. to goalkeepers I mean he's a decent goalkeeper uh, Begovic and I don't blame him. He wants to be playing regular. You know, I think only you and I would want to get paid to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, footballers, they really want to play. And, and he wants game time. Uh, he's not going to get any staying at Chelsea. But it's a bit selfish of Chelsea if they're saying, well, we'll only sell you if we buy someone else. Yeah. Look, Conte is also kept on... Uh that his youngsters will stay at the club they're not going out and learn that Loftus-Cheek and uh, some of the other players that he's got so he's obviously thinking of the big picture and, and he doesn't want to take any chances with that title looming large and this weekend a victory at Anfield for Chelsea which uh, you are predicting uh, will go a long way to to really extending that gap for, for the men from Stamford Bridge Yeah, I think Chelsea going to smash Liverpool 3-1 and that will be like the nail in the coffin for the Premier League title. I'd like to believe that maybe Liverpool, uh, you know, would put up a good fight and you know soften up Chelsea's for for the other teams. Like uh, I think they play Arsenal next. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I can't see Liverpool upsetting them. And and uh, yeah, that will just give Chelsea the title. Eh? I think so. I, th- I think that that this will be that that final little hurdle for Conte's men. Uh, as they put one hand on the, the Premier League title. Um, in terms of some of the other matches going on, let's quickly look at them, because from a relegation point of view, you've got Swansea against Southampton, Sunderland, Tottenham. Um, then you've got Crystal Palace away to Bournemouth. Uh, all tough encounters for those relegation-threatened teams. Yeah, Swansea, Southampton. I mean, Swansea have been doing well recently. And, you know, Southampton will want to you know, forget about that 5-0 drubbing they got from Arsenal. So that might be a good game. Uh, Sunderland, Spurs. I think Spurs will they'll walk it eh, with the way their players are playing. Um, Bournemouth Palace might be a good one. Even Leicester, Burnley. Eh? Yeah. They might beat Leicester, and uh, that will put Leicester further into relegation problems. Yeah, and Leicester also have that uh, replay against Derby looming large too. So. Um... And then they've obviously got their Champions League game coming up in, sometime in Feb. So that's going to be uh, interesting. How does Claudio Ranieri handle that? Because uh, the champions of England uh, have been a shadow of what they were last season, that's for sure. Um, Let's quickly touch on fantasy football. You mentioned the way the Spurs players are playing at the moment. A good time now to to try and get the likes of Adele Ali into the mix or Harry Kane, considering that you could still play that wild card? Yeah, definitely. But uh, my advice would be pick one of the two. 
don't go for both. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and Spurs have a terrible game and get beaten and you lose points. I'd go with Harry Kane. Eh? Say he's, he's getting points. I wouldn't captain him, yeah. but I'd definitely look at you know obviously putting him in my team. And then obviously all your regular customers, your Sanchez, your your uh, Costa, if you can afford that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I believe maybe Snodgrass is injured or might not play for, for, for West Ham. So the other, other player that you should be looking at you were mentioning that uh, it's maybe a time to ditch the Liverpool players. Oh, definitely. Especially all the rubbish. <laughs> you, you want to do well, get rid of them. And, uh, you know, put, I, I, I see uh, Seamus Colton has been doing well at Everton. Yeah, he's and a... Even Fernando Llorente, if you've got a bit of... You need a budget striker. He's, he, he looks decent. Uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, I think I think there are a little a few bargains still out there, but players' prices are definitely increasing. But um, just on the wild card, when would you say is probably a good time to 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 pull it out? Now after the transfer window closes? Definitely after the transfer window. I mean, there might be a couple of shock transfers, and you know your star player that you've got lands up at a you know at a relegation battling club. Or in China. Or China, so you might have a problem. Yeah. I'd wait to, to pull that wild card out. Let the deadline day pass, let things settle down, and then you do it. Just before we wrap up, an interesting rumor doing the rounds with Wayne Rooney's wife, Colleen, saying she has sanctioned a move to China. <laughs> That's interesting, but I think he might just go away. Eh? What has he got left to achieve? He's broken the record at Old Trafford. He's won the Premier won. League many times, he's Champions League. Uh, why not go there and make a little bit extra money? You know, It's not like he's no, that. no. But I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe he'll be happy. There. I think we could see a string of Wayne Rooney football academies opening in China and a new shirt deal. So it all depends on where Nike stands in this whole thing. I think. Hmm. All right, Mo, uh, your parting words. As always, be champions. Thanks for your time, legend. Uh, always good chatting. Remember to check us out on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective as well as csduplicy.co.za and on cliffcentral.com. That's where you can find the podcast and any episodes you might have missed. Hope you enjoy the football. We'll chat again soon.